0: You have divinely found Awaken Your Sacred Soul System, the summer series with Kate Dunnell. This series promises more joy, inspiration and an opportunity to connect with your sacred soul system. Join me this summer and beyond for interviews, high vibe processes and practical ways to live spiritually from soul with complete and utter love for you. Let's take a collective breath, a pause, a moment for you. I hope you enjoy this energetic, uplifting and inspiring series with me, Kate Darnell. This beautiful episode of the Summer Series with Kate Turnell is proudly recorded and produced on Birupai country. I'd like to acknowledge and pay my deepest respects to the traditional custodians of this land, their elders past, present and emerging. Paisley Rylance is from Conscious Parenting movement. Our paths crossed towards the end of last year, and it has absolutely been divine soul connection and all things human empowerment from the word go. Paisley is so deeply aligned with inspiring parents, carers, humans alike to be more conscious, more mindful, more forgiving of themselves, of young children and others. And I'm certain you're going to enjoy this very special episode that is here, especially for you on the Summer Series. Welcome, beautiful Paisley,
1: from Conscious Parenting Movement to the Summer Series with Kate Darnell. How are you, darling? Thank you, Kate. So thank you so much for having me. I am having an absolutely fantastic day. It's been flooding here, but the sun's come out today and it feels just perfect
0: ah how nice is sunshine after rain it's so good it's so good <laughs> it's so good and I'm so delighted to have you on the podcast today um here being in space with you because you are such a ray of sunshine and you brighten so many people's lives and offer just such a infinite well of wisdom when it comes to parenting consciously and really being the change that you know, our future generations need from us as parents um, in really kind, healing, nourishing ways. So thank you for your time and for being here today. Um, we're going to jump right in. I'm going to get you to talk a little bit about conscious parenting movement and it's, you know, how you birthed that and brought it out into the world and um, its evolution, what, it, what it's here for in 2022.
1: Oh, wow. Thank you. So I think I might start going back 20 years. I was the eldest kid on the street and I used to look after all the other kids and there was one child and I would have been about 12 and I could hear her through the walls. We lived in these old English houses with these really big, thick, double brick walls with insulation and I used to be able to hear her crying herself to sleep at night
0: Mm.
1: when she got a little bit, and when she got a little bit older, I was babysitting her and and I was told to just put her up in her room, shut the door, and go down and watch TV until her parents got home. And I couldn't do it. I was 12 years old, and I couldn't do it. And I just used to sit there. And I used to lay next to her bed with my arm over her and just put my arm over her and just lay there till she fell asleep. And sometimes the parents would come home, and she was asleep on me on the sofa, or I was asleep with her in my bed. And they just they just didn't get it. And I, one of those nights, I was there, and I just went, I am here to make sure that all the children know that they're loved. Mm, wow. Ugh. So I... Oh. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, just, just excuse me why I grab the tissues. That is just so beautiful. <laughs> but what a gift to yourself and to that beautiful child that at 12 years old, you knew that you had uh, such a divine and aligned mission to truly be able to know that you're here to ensure that children feel loved wow
1: yeah yeah and i think there's a part of me that struggles that it's taken me 20 years to really step into that mm-hmm. but since having my daughter four years ago it's just seemed even more crucial to get what i do out there into the world
0: absolutely Yeah. so tell me then because that was my next question so that message came exactly as it needed to and all has you know traversed as it needed to what really just spoke to you at a heart and soul level that said it's time to step into the fullness of what you have to offer with conscious parenting movement
1: oh I've been fighting it for years ah, <laughs> I so, have so there's been, been a lot of resistance it. oh so much resistance so much Even before I had my daughter, I was sort of rejecting, stepping into it and pushing it away and making myself small and all of the things. So I was working through all of my own stuff, but I think maybe I wasn't working through my own stuff for a lot of that too. I was like, yeah, I've got this calling, but it actually means that I need to go and heal. Mm -hmm. So I'll just keep sewing because I'm really good at sewing. And when I sew, I make money and I have a tangible thing And I can be really proud of it. And then I can just stay really small and invisible. Uh Aha. And And it's interesting,
0: isn't it? Because it's almost this, um, just like the separation from, this feels good and right in my soul, but this practical thing that I'm also good at, that's paying the bills, like that's my job. And if I separate from that, the word you used was I can just stay small and I can, you know, be doing the thing that I'm good at. And that's my work. And that's almost how we're programmed, isn't it? That like we have to do our work and our work is separate from these sole purposes, the sole message that came to you at 12 years old that said, you're here to make to make sure children feel loved, seen, heard. But we will resist it. Do you think programming had a lot to do with that or was there something deeper?
1: Oh, 100%. Now, definitely I really want to clear this up because I was so lucky that I had a mum who mm-hmm. was the first in her family to go to university the first one to be educated and she always said to me you don't have to go to university you're already getting top grades at school like you know you're smart yep. just do whatever makes you happy
0: yes yes so, so you, yes you were like raised And nurtured in that environment that it's safe to do. what makes you happy. Yes. Okay. So it wasn't mum. It wasn't mum.
1: So it wasn't my programming at at home, Mm -hmm. but there was also, I feel like I've done a lot of money work. Like I'm really, I found this amazing woman um, who lifts women up and, and supports their money mindset. And I've been doing her course and I just, You oh, can I love totally it. mention Denise Duffield-Thomas yeah. from yes.
0: Money Bootcamp. Oh, my gosh. Of, of course. course. Oh, lucky me. This yeah. Is, this is great. I'm,
1: so, I'm, yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, we're going to have, share a quick story. When Paisley and I, our paths crossed, and I'll explain, that that will come out in the podcast, how our paths have crossed. But, like, within 30 seconds of the conversation, we're talking about um, pay rates and energy exchange. And she was like, oh, my gosh. Are you a money boot camper? And I was like, Oh, yeah, I've been a money boot camper. I've been a lucky bee since I think 2017.
1: And Paisley was like, Oh my God. <laughs> She's like, I I'm just so knew. She's squealy, teenage yeah. girl thing on the phone to this lady I've never met before. Yeah. I'm just like screaming down the phone and going, Ah, oh.
0: And because <laughs> the thing about being a lucky bee and a money boot camper, and I've talked about these podcasts and podcasts ago, all the way back on the Creative Spirits podcast that I did with my dear friend Sherry, we talked about like the importance of acknowledging those um blocks and those things that will keep us small and seriously as soon as you start working and doing any money mindset it's a really beautiful time to talk about this at the beginning of the year any work on your money and money mindset and what you deserve whoa like that's when you're going to be plonked on your backside as paisley has been and really made to look at you're allowed to make money you're allowed to have an abundant fulfilled life by doing what comes easy to you and just because you're like skilled in the gift of um, sewing it doesn't mean that the easier thing which is to support parents in raising these children in really mindful and conscious way uh, conscious ways can't do that so I love that you're mentioning that was the money mindset work that's really revealed this to you and I will definitely share a link to Denise Duffield Thomas although most people who follow with Kate Dunnell will be very familiar with her because she's just been in my realm she's you know she she just helps you make the money everyone so there we go Denise DT certainly doesn't need any free promotion but that's how Good she is
1: at what she does. <laughs> she is that good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, so I found I found Denise, and then I, um, basically decided it was it was my time, and I went and I did this big leap, and I opened a shop with my sewing. I said I've been doing this sewing for ten years, and it makes good money, and I'm going to go in, and it's going to be the thing that that takes my income up to the next level. So I opened a shop. And within a couple of weeks, there, it just got so busy, and then all my staff dropped off, and I went, "Oh, this is not what I'm here for." So, <laughs> I've spent the better part of the last last year going right. I've just got to let this sewing go. This is not what I'm here for. This isn't what my heart is calling for, and now I've made this giant leap into expanding it and it's not where I want to be. So I ummed an ah I'd already been umming an about eight years trying to figure out how to transition. And I went up to a festival and while I was there, I had a stall and I was selling my clothes and we just, we did really well. It was great considering we had three days to prepare and it was cash only. We did amazing there. And the stall next to me was a birth worker and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then while we were there, a woman went into labor and all the people around were in this fear mindset. The paramedic who I ended up speaking to had had birth trauma and a stillbirth, stillborn baby and was was very much, got to get her off the site. We're going to get sued. Everyone just, you know, and mm-hmm. in front of me was this beautiful TP that wasn't being used for anything. And I just had this like, this moment and was like, What am I doing with my life? Could you imagine if I had my real stall set up, radical birth keeping, uh, undisturbed and physiological birth? Imagine what an amazing ceremony we could have created. We were on country. There's Mm. there were elders just down the road who are a family that I'm supported by and connected with. I could have, we could have gone and got the elders. We could have had a birth ceremony at the water. We could have turned the tent into a red tent. This woman could have had the most magical birth. And I felt like that was a pretty big slap in the face right there. Yeah, (laughs) it was like, right, okay. And then I went home and I put my business, my sewing business up for sale that day. And then Mm. the next day you and I finally had our divine timing phone call that we'd been playing phone tag with for weeks. Yes, yes. And, then- and
0: in the like almost the rest is history, right? But this this is the, the most um the most incredible thing about that was because when we talk about us being our own authority, the only thing that was stopping you from truly helping that that woman and helping her have a really nourishing natural experience was you not being under your umbrella of what you offer in conscious parenting movement as doula um, support and all of the rest and that slap what a gift what a gift to just stand there and go this could be playing out so differently and it's my own inner authority that hasn't given me permission to step into the fullness of that that's preventing it right here right now Mm. love that so much and for everyone that's listening yes our path's cross, we were connected, um, we're putting to contact and it we our paths weren't crossed until Paisley received that message of I'm done with this. My sewing business is going up, up for sale, and then I have this beautiful opportunity for Paisley to do some um, run positive parenting classes, um, and needed someone of her skills and expertise to take over these classes. And here we are. The rest is history. It's, incre- it's incredible and so divine and so enriching. But you're so much more than just someone who facilitates positive parenting experiences. Tell me, Paisley, what what offerings really light you up, and where do you see yourself placed in 2022 with what you have to offer in your conscious parenting movement journey, etc.
1: Oh, I love this question. Um, This is something I've been, I guess, ruminating on over the last 20 years. Who am I? What do I offer? What, what, what have I created? And the answer is a village, a community. Mm. We've got this beautiful community of parents, most of whom are have experienced trauma, Uh, whether it be through birthing, through domestic violence, through their childhood, some form of trauma, or living with anxiety, depression, or struggling with the the postpartum anxiety and depression, have just day-to-day struggles, misdiagnosis through mental health, have been through the mental health system, and just feeling really disconnected and left behind and lonely and unsupported and not feeling whole so what i've done is is created this beautiful community where we can come together be real be raw learn about ourselves at the core and i have been unfolding this process where i figure out who i am and i go through my process and and i I bring it to you. We're telling you how to parent or how to do things or what you should say or how you should act, but giving you ideas and questions to go through to your core to figure out why you behave the way you do, why you do what you do, why you're triggered, why you want to treat your kids the way you do. As Kate said, programming and values, There's something that, you gifted me when i started doing the positive parenting kate has just you've just been so open it has been like here start with this start with this and work on this and build on this and it's just been this beautiful collaboration and it's something that yeah we worked into this beautiful village as well to give parents this opportunity to unwire and rewire and sit with other parents who can support them through solidarity and in a space where there's no judgment no one no one cares if you're yelling at your kids while you're on the screen because being a conscious parent doesn't mean that you're a calm quiet parent it means that you're a real parent with emotions and triggers so it's just that space to come and be where the title doesn't matter if you're sitting mm. there and you're struggling then struggle Like we've we've had kids on the screen and when we're doing our our calls and I come and ask the kids to join in and tell us what they think and we all know how um how honest kids from are from the mouth of and, babes right <laughs> oh, wow. um, but but this is the thing right we can learn so much through our kids and the reason why I don't want to tell you how to parent is because you've already got your kids to do that your kids are already there telling you how to parent them what to do how to listen to them what they need what they want they're reflecting back everything you're doing as well so if you want to learn how to parent sit with your kids and that's Mm -hmm. what we do we connect people with their kids and connect with other parents and just create this space where we can grow together completely safely and a lot of it is private so we're doing like private calls private sessions which means you know who you're coming in with you get to meet the same women each week well parents each week and yeah we're just building this community which we're lucky to be able to do online now because Mm. so many of us are really actually isolated I mean I live in the middle of nowhere but now people in cities are feeling more lonely too so yeah that sense of community is really important for this healing process
0: Mm, absolutely what I really want to dive into there is this idea of truly to build community and to be open it doesn't mean like for listeners who are like oh but that's for them that's for the gentle like kind ones etc um is that you can show up exactly as you are and be a part of that community right now you know you don't have to wait exactly as you are a version of yourself like oh well, when I've stopped yelling at my kids, or when I've done this, or when I've like made a batch of cheer pudding and yada yada yada. Like it's it's about like what Paisley is building is a community of real people. Not to say I love cheer pudding, just saying, but not to say, not to say you're not real if you are a really calm and you've already at that epitome of like oh, parent. But what Paisley is offering is for every single parent to feel seen, heard, valued exactly as they are. And um, that's what I love about your work, because Conscious Parenting Movement will talk directly to the trauma, will say, I see you, it's hard, come and be in this space, come and, you know, be with me. Now, I feel, Paisley, that we're quite aligned spiritually, in that we really trust in those slaps from the universe. How does that um, work into your work? Do you bring that into your circles and into your space or do, does your spiritual stuff remain a bit out of out of it and a little bit private?
1: Well, this is a funny one. So I was definitely brought up in a way that was, um, I guess, almost atheist, so no spiritual connection. Um, and it's something that I've actually, and I'm going to use the word intentionally and consciously here that I've battled with mm. so I have I um, did my first Reiki practitioner training in 2009 and the same year I discovered yoga which both at that time saved my life mm. and I still even though I was doing it for work and I was still you know it was healing me it changed me the the Reiki that I had done prior to that took me from not being able to cross my legs or walk properly or run and being in pain to being able to to jump and run and sit down and kneel and all sorts of things. So I knew it worked, mm-hmm. but then there was still a part of me, like you said, the programming, right? That was there. That was like, <laughs> doesn't exist. Um, yes. Yes. So I went through this, I went through this huge journey and to the point where I also became a chakra dance facilitator which is about using Jungian psychology and the chakras to move trauma through our body. I saw angels in the hills when I was dancing and I had visions of my daughter and I've actually seen my daughter three times before she was born. And there's still part of me that's like, still not sure about the spirituality thing. Yeah. (laughs) And then, so I went through this huge process and I'm still not sure. But it also mm. is real. It does work. I have a child that travels interdimensionally, and I know it works, and I know it's real. But I guess this is the this is the programming that I'm still working on now, and I'm unwiring. And it, part of that trust the process, right? I've made it to this point, and I'm still going. Wow, that is a big message from the universe. I wonder mm. how many I've been, you know, I've had before this that I've not noticed. Mm. Um, it's kind of it's kind of what i've really enjoyed about staying at home with my daughter for four years and having her with me almost twenty four seven. she just teaches me so much and shows me so much i I remember one day we went to kindy i'm like i paid for it you know my logical mind my rational mind because i've paid for it you've got to be here she goes the kids are sick mum. the kids are sick and i'm like oh come on three-year-old you just you know don't want to be here on your own just you know just be here so I sat with her out the back and the area that she would have been playing in out the front this girl just turned around just projectile vomited everywhere wow and then the teacher was like I have to come in and tell you this because they all knew that my daughter was a little bit connected and then then my daughter goes after the teacher cleaned up She goes, okay you can go now And she does things like that all the time. So it's been a real lesson for me in tuning into her and trusting her. And even if, even if I still have my own doubts in my, in my connection to everything around us, I can use her to support me to reconnect Mm. because she doesn't have that programming so she has never been told to that she's being silly or to be quiet or to not make things up or that her imagination's ridiculous if she's since two she's known she's been able to tell me if things are imagination games or if they're real games and we've got that vocabulary and that communication so yeah trusting her day she'll tell me that not to bother checking the post because there's no post there just Things that I can't explain. (laughs)
0: Mm, So good. So So good. Yeah, children are incredibly intuitive, aren't they? Yes. So you're slowly bringing it in. Yes.
1: Yeah, they are intuitive. Yeah. So I'm slowly bringing it in, but through her. So it's about listening to the kids and listening to what they're exploring and just understanding that we do have this whole life of programming. We have an absolute whole ton of programming that's been in our path and and like it like even being made to be small to be quiet to change these things and the kids come in pure you know she's she wasn't induced she came in in her own time she was a lotus baby she let go of her placenta her life force in her own time she's been breastfed on demand for four years in her own time she picks her own food she knows when she's hungry she knows what she needs to eat i can tell two days before she gets sick because i know what she's going to choose out of the freezer in the fridge so I'm just trusting that connection and that process and trying to learn myself too so she'll stand at the fridge for five minutes and go "Mm, I don't want that I don't want this I don't want that but I want to eat that and then that and I want this drink and that drink and I'm like okay my turn okay I want something warm I want something soft so just going through this process of just going I I, I was formula fed on schedule and puree fed. And I I never got that connection to my body and just learning that from her is fascinating. And I feel like that connection that she gives me is what's supporting me to become like, to embody that spirituality. It's not necessarily about angels and, and things (laughs) like that for me, but it's just about that innate, that womb wisdom, that knowledge, that pure cellular trust of my own body, that, That for me is probably what I would define spirituality as.
0: I love that. And what a beautiful human response, Paisley, because again, we're not pretending to be someone we're not you know and that honesty and that inner compass is your own divine connection with you which is where it starts which which is where it starts this lifetime really is your soul showing up exactly as you are um and seeing this little person that came through you chose you as her mother so that ultimately she can teach you to be more mindful to trust your inner compass to share all of these experiences um, with the world as they unfold exactly as they need to. Yes, that's so cool. That's so cool. So another question that just came to mind then about being like building the community and trusting um, and allowing everything to unfold is how do you hold people as a, as a guide and as someone who really facilitates this, this tremendous healing um, and acknowledgement of parenting, how do you hold someone who doesn't feel worthy or doesn't, you know, or, or who might feel like they've made mistakes as a parent, et cetera. How, how, what do you do to hold them? I know that you guide and you give them ways to question, but Can you explain that feeling of holding someone in space
1: yeah absolutely and again our our kids and our toddlers are an an amazing way of of experiencing this holding space and we actually do cover a whole month of holding space in the village as well Ah, so we we use there's a couple of things that we use so we're gonna do we do a whole month on nonviolent communication. So that's I going, want to talk about
0: that. Yes, good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we go back through the core and we start by learning to speak to ourselves nonviolently. So we're gonna remove that judgment, remove that that ego blame, remove that guilt, remove all of those things through talking to ourselves and thinking and vibrating slightly differently in a nonviolent way, and then sharing that knowledge of that language with our children. Mm. And then we also use body movement again we do a whole month on body movement so we're wow. using a whole our whole body our whole system to release a lot of what we've been holding in. so we focus on the central nervous system, the brain and we find ways to release it out of our cells and then we also combine things like cycle tracking so we're using that deep connection to ourselves as women to live in flow and know when we're going to be different emotions different sensitivities need different foods need different amounts of sleep need different activities and exercise and And then we bring it all together later into this holding space right so it's as I said, you have to come in where you are because we're not just I'm not going to just chuck you straight into a holding space thing where I say. You just sit down and you sit there with your arms open and your legs and you just let your toddler scream at you and that's holding space. Because it's not just this one thing right it's this whole process and if you've ever been to a women's circle. I think that's one of the best examples of holding space where you just sit or a yarning circle in indigenous culture as well, where you just sit in a circle. And you have something a stick or a bowl um, usually for women, we use something bowl shaped like that represents the womb and when you have that you talk. And no one else can talk no one else can interrupt no one can fix no one can empathize or sympathize or talk over you or pass you tissues or interrupt you they just witness you. Mm. and it allows you to do the process yourself. So for anyone that's been through the the mental health system, the psychology system, psychologists and psychiatrists are sort of trained to fix. And when we're moving into more of a counselling and a holistic support service way of doing things, about allowing people that space to swear and let it all come up, And sometimes just letting it come up and come out is enough Mm. to clear things.
0: Mm.
1: And sometimes then the, the time after that, the silence after that, the space after that is where we're learning to integrate it and to come up with our own thought processes and to remember things that have happened or to release things. And we work on it ourselves. So we don't need to be told what to do or how to feel. And we get enough of that all the time everywhere in the world. So just. What I'm doing is creating this space and this set of processes for us to be able to explore ourselves.
0: Mm. So cool. And that, that ultimately is what you're here for 2022, right? That's it.
1: Ah, I love it. So good. So <laughs> darling. Just, huh? I love watching those transformations as well. Just watching the beautiful things that happen with people as they begin to to give themselves that permission to explore themselves and to be safe, to express all the stuff that's coming up too. Mm. It's really, it, it's what I love about what I do is watching people on their journey.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, being a witness to their growth and transformation that happens when they allow themselves to truly be. Yeah. Mm, so good. Now you mentioned how I gave you a, um, uh, the language, I guess, of values and programming is one of my favorite things that we we really start with in Sacred Soul System. And I mentioned it last episode as well. Um, you know, it's just that core realigning with soul is looking at what you truly value. You, I love that, that you really ran with that and that you could share it with your community because none of this is mine. It's all of ours to share and to, you know, make the world a better place. And it does that when we live from heart and we honour that. And equally, you gave me the gift and the language and the tools of non-violent communication. And it's been wonderful um learning to speak in ways that are free from judgment, um, uh, are more open-ended, not telling someone to be so, like a certain way or do something just because, but giving more context and understanding. And energetically, that just Offers so much more spaciousness in how we communicate with ourselves, with our partners, with our friends, with our children. Tell me about your nonviolent communication like journey. That word "violent," like some, it's like what do you what do you mean nonviolent? Do you mean not yelling? Tell my community about nonviolent communication and and what you love about it.
1: If you like, would you like to do that? Yeah, oh, <laughs> I'd love to talk about nonviolent communication. Um, where to start? So I think I found the concept of nonviolent communication around about a decade ago and the process itself was founded by a man named marshall rosenberg who's passed away now but he's also written a book which i recommend everybody go and get because it awesome if you're judging yourself or you're struggling or you're shouting or you're fighting or you're having like blame anywhere just it's just one of the greatest books and what i've what i've tried to do with it is to send it more in a parenting Angle so for me it's about how do we make that language age appropriate for younger kids right we start this at birth and we've got this beautiful time with our kids right we've got the first year or two or three where they don't necessarily talk back. So we can really practice unfolding and rewiring our own language on our kids over that time. So I love, people like, oh, but my kids aren't talking yet. So get in way before they're talking, get in practice when you don't have someone answering back or coming back with their own trauma or coming back with their own violent language. It's the best time to learn. It's absolutely magical. And this is part of, of what I have with my daughter that before she was two years old, she would tell me to go, she go, you grumpy, meditate. Or yeah. um, I'm frustrated, bike broken. This is like an 18 months, tw- 20 month old child. It's inc- incredible what we can do when we develop these these vocabularies mm. and we use them as well. So mm. nonviolent communication, as you said, taking out that judgment, taking out the blame, taking out the fix it, taking out all of these things that we have been programmed with, which go mm. against our innate selves, which is love and Mm -hmm. kindness and Mm -hmm. gentleness and responsiveness and Mm -hmm. everything that gets programmed out of us through life and through parenting and making that safe space safe for our children to express themselves really real and raw. Uh, One thing that I've noticed lately that my daughter's been doing and is another concept that's discussed um, in in his book is. She does non-violent shouting. Mm. So <laughs> She will stand there and she will scream at me. Mm. But she will say, I need a hug. Or, mm. I am so frustrated that the door won't open. So she's not standing there screaming, I hate you, your fault, your problem. She's actually using these concepts and expressing them out into the world to get them out of her body. And I think Amazing. it's been my absolute favorite thing so far. So, the core of the nonviolent communication in parenting and in conscious parenting. Um, in the conscious parenting being being aware of the way that we're raising children and doing it in a way that fits our values is about finding ways to express ourselves that use our feelings and needs-based language without blame and judgment on another person
0: Mm. So good. I really loved it as you were, two things as you were speaking about that. Firstly, I'd pulled the card, communicate voice. I breathe into my heart and speak clearly from my throat, just saying, just in case we were questioning our alignment. But then um, my beautiful Lucy um, just had a little moment of frustration with her big sister and like marched past and was off to communicate her feelings. And I was like, that is just the epitome of Being able to express yourself and being nurtured in that, in that version of yourself that we don't need to, um, we can kindly express ourselves, but it doesn't need to be, excuse me, I'm feeling frustrated. It can be a bit stompy and ranty. Um, It doesn't have to have a negative connotation to it. It can actually be truly cathartic and healing and wonderful. (laughs) Of course, it's in the conversation with Paisley where my girls are home being all, childlike and wondrous around us i absolutely love it
1: i love it too actually kate that's something can i just cover mm, that
0: of course um so
1: i am a 24 7 single mom of one four, almost four-year-old and something that is so important to me with the conscious parenting is that no matter what sessions we're doing no matter whether it's a private session a group session or a village session your children are welcome to be there yeah. always you can come breastfeed them. You can come sit with them. They can come and put in their two cents worth. They can do art in the background, be dancing. They are always welcome to be present.
0: Yes, amazing. Because you're here to have babies felt felt seen, have children felt seen, have humans felt seen. Right? Yeah. It wouldn't Absolutely. it wouldn't work otherwise. Um, the biggest thing for me and starting my business when the girls were young was I wanted them to see me living out my heart's and soul's desires. So this bit, me being on the mic and them respecting and being at an age where they can respect the boundary and respect that mum is on a call now, um, it definitely wasn't always like that. And I wouldn't have wanted it to be that they had to learn because what I wanted them to be in, not learning, was I'm following my heart and my soul and you're welcome to too. Yes. So exciting. So good. So good. Have we paused? Are we there? Are we back? We're back. We're back. We're back. The internet is giving us exactly the right amount of time. So let's continue. um, So I don't we don't. We don't lose connection today. It's just one of those internet days here. Um, they're probably channeling Lulu, darling Paisley. Mm. Can you please tell me what makes your life golden? I think we've already. There's been big, um, some threads to to tell us this already. But what what makes life golden for you?
1: Having my daughter with me mm. and being able to have her see that she can do whatever she wants in life and play and enjoy it and that she's invited and she's welcome and that life is exactly what we make of it.
0: Mm, That's so good. I love that one because whenever I have insisted on having children... (laughs) Or, you know, had desire for more. And people will make that comment like, um, no, you like you, your life stops when you have children. And I'm like, but don't you see my life just started? My life began. Um, I I stepped into the fullness of me and what I have to offer when I had a responsibility to show my children how safe it is to do that. And that isn't for everyone. But um, the stories that we have to wait till the kids grow up or we can't have children to be successful. Denise Duffield, Thomas, multimillionaire entrepreneurs, Um, they're all just stories. And the only thing stopping us from stepping into the fullness of us is us not acknowledging how worthy, how deserving we are of love, complete and utter love for ourselves. Um, So yeah, what a golden way to live. Beautiful Paisley, being present with your daughter. Thank you. Thank you. And how about then living life sacred? How do you and Luna, your beautiful daughter, live life sacred? Play, mean? play oh play, yes play oh, i got goosebumps connect, of
1: course and honoring her listening to her so last week she last week she got me good she came up to me and she's like mom you need to be more presence presence presence, presence more presence and i was like oh she goes you have to turn your phone off and leave wow. it downstairs and come and play dinosaurs with me Might Okay. Let's get past the demand bit, but yeah. All right. Okay. I'm going to turn my phone off. We're going to have a yes afternoon. Let's do it. Let's go play. Let's, we go swimming every day. We do a skate or a scooter or a roller roller blade. We're unschooling. We're, I'm just following her lead with her, with what she wants to learn. We dance. We, everything is just about enjoying it. You know, we don't have, the, the home things aren't chores. Last night she came and cooked dinner with me and then, then she's like, I don't want to stay anymore. I'm going, going to go do something else. Like, okay, bye. It's just letting go of that expectation, the demands, the any of it, and just being present, making everything in life as fun as possible, a song, a dance, meditation, make it all feel good. Right. Life has yes. got to feel good. And the kids know how to feel good and they know when they, they don't feel good, too. Yeah, yes. they, they are. Yes. They're so connected.
0: Uh, And instilling that trust in them, but also that trust in ourselves to, to know that we know what feels good and what feels right. And I definitely know that this is time to wrap up because my littlest definitely needs a big hug and possibly a whole heap of play. So beautiful Paisley, thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for reminding us all to play and to be present. Thank you to Luna as well. And here's to a year where you continue to live love, golden. I'm going to share in the show notes where everyone can find how to be a part of your village and a part of all your work and all your offerings via conscious parenting movement. Thank you for your time today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Kate. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy your beautiful afternoon of play and love.
0: Thank you, incredible listener for being here for another episode of Awaken Your Sacred Soul System, the summer series with Kate Donnell. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, love, share and review from wherever you're listening in from. There's still a few spots available for people seeking elevated potential, soul expansion and an opportunity to live life as golden as physically, emotionally and spiritually possible. If you're keen to find out more, reach out to me. Hello at withkatedarnell.com.